0: Welcome to Media Review Pod, a variety podcast of discussions, opinions, and interviews focusing on the entertainment side of media. My name is Richard Santiago, and if you've ever asked yourself, what do zombie swarms, bugs, purges, fate, depression, addiction, nostalgia, exiles, analysts, reboots meta commentaries, sunglasses, doors that lead to upside down places, and good ol' energy diets have in common? Then you're in luck, because today, we will be talking about The Matrix Resurrections. Now back with us is the one and only Jerry White, who has promised to be here for every single Matrix sequel that will come out after this one. Welcome back, Jerry.
1: Did I promise such a thing? (laughs) I I hope they eventually have something called the 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 Matrix resolutions. <laughs> and it's just done, but we'll see. I also feel like I'm I'm a <clears throat> essentially color commentary. I I am for those of you that are somewhat upset or or bothered by uh, the films. Okay. But uh, I am happy to be back.
0: Yes, yes, and we're happy to have you back. It's always great to talk to you. Um, I can I can hear some raspiness in your voice. What's what's going oh, on? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I got the COVID booster as one should, and I did not have any uh, negative response to the first two shots, but the booster has uh, knocked me down a All little right.
0: bit. All right. Well, I I can relate. To I'm, you. I'm on. I'm over the hump. Okay, that's good. You can relate. Yeah, I, c- I can definitely relate. Um, I had I had a similar experience, um, but it's all it's all for the for the good of of humanity, and mm-hmm. uh, one or two days of feeling crappy beats going into the hospital and. Uh, for sure. Infecting other people. So um, so that's good. You have the booster. I have the booster. We're all set to talk about the Matrix. But before we do that, I, I wanted to just touch on any other things that we've seen uh, between, what, September and now? Um, mm-hmm. And I just I just wanted to point out just this series that came out on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, it's called Invasion. And... As I was watching this, this, this series, I, I kind of I, I wanted to go online and see what the public was thinking about it. and people are just trashing that show.' It's, it's done, the first season is done, but people were just trashing okay. the show. And I, I can kind of understand because I don't think the show was made for this generation. and I'll, I'll, I'll explain why. The show is called Invasion. And the previews were basically saying there's going to be an alien invasion. This is a okay. show about an alien invasion. I'm not doing any spoilers here. I'm just saying what the premise is. It's We have an alien invasion on Earth. But here's, here's the kicker about this show. And it's that it is, it is very patient. It takes its time to do what TV shows should be doing, which is developing your characters. Um, and it doesn't just throw you into action and aliens and all of that crap. No, no, no. It it presents to you your the characters, and then it slowly unfolds. You have something like a, a, a an explosion here and there. Th- weird things are happening, and people are slowly understanding what is going on. Um, and my assumption is that this generation is just wired to to consume action and cg yeah. stuff and if they don't see that right off the bat, they'll check out and this show it it it's it's a bunch of characters you have and and different stories spread all around that eventually yeah. they they mesh together by the end. But it does it takes its time to just and, and you have you have people talking and you have long scenes of just character development yeah. um, and just uh, people I, I was reading that they were where are the aliens and I don't, I don't see the point of this and um, and I that's that's what I appreciated about the show. I'm not saying that the show is fantastic because it is not it does have a bunch of flaws. And there were moments while I was watching the show that I was just saying, guys, just move on. Just let's 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 right. let's, let's move it off. Let's move it along. Um, but I, I can't appreciate the way that they were making the show, um, because, I, I, as I said, you hear the word invasion and you immediately think Independence Day or, or something like that. Right. right but right, you don't get right. to see an alien, I think, until episode three. And it's just like a glimpse
1: did you ever watch that old show V, the miniseries?
0: Not the old For show. The I saw the no, I saw the oh, reboot. Oh, I thought it was redone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the reboot.
1: I was a kid and saw it and, it, and it, first it was a miniseries and then they turned it into a actual series, which didn't really work that well because they had to like undo some shit because mm-hmm. the miniseries told the whole story. Hmm. But what I recall, I mean, I'm sure it's it's completely So you so you're
0: saying you saw a reboot that undid <sighs> what happened before okay all right okay let, we'll talk about that later believe on. me
1: i almost made that comment
0: too <laughs> uh in that it told a whole
1: story and in order to tell more story they had to undo some of the story that they had okay, already told yeah. I got it got it but what i do remember from that show when i was a kid and obviously this is 80s television and, and lower budget but it did a slow burn it was mm-hmm. also character based and then you didn't see an alien right away mm-hmm. it wasn't revealed their true nature and i don't know how the reboot handled it but yeah it's an interesting idea if you're saying that you feel that <clears throat> maybe gen zers or or beyond want the constant action um i don't know cuz like i mean game of thrones was the biggest show of the last decade mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. um and it had a lot of character moments, but I guess it also had some major you know it always had major set pieces
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um if if you are slightly interested in in character development, um, just check it out. check out the first three episodes and if you don't like it, then just shove it to the side. send me an email, Ooh. and I'll explain to you what happens afterwards <laughs> um, but but it's it's an interesting uh, experiment because that's the way I see it I don't think television is made that way now so I think it it was uh, an interesting experiment it has a season 2 but it's going to come out I think next year so I'm interested if they're I'm interested to know if they're going to continue doing the slow burn thing or maybe hear some of the criticisms that it's had and maybe pump it up a bit Um,
1: what about you? Well, let's see. We talked in September. Since then, um, man, there's a few things show-wise though. I feel. uh, I mean, I'm watching The Expanse again, the final season of The Expanse. Okay. Just it's been consistently one of the best series, great sci-fi series. This season seems to be up there with the rest. They also, and I know you're not a Expanse person, but Mm -hmm. as someone who did like um, Game of Thrones. These guys, the guys who wrote the book series, The Expanse, they also work on the show. They've just finished the book series. The book came out a few weeks ago. I read it; it's great. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it ends. It ends. Great. And and much like I would compare it to, um, not obviously stylistically, but like Lord of the Rings or the Harry Potter series, in that it's like it is a satisfying conclusion.
0: Okay. By the original author.
1: Um, the show is not going to be able to tell that entire story Mm -hmm. because the books, I think in total were nine books and the show is ending after six seasons. But the Mm -hmm. show, my understanding is will end at a natural kind of stopping point. Um, but the cool thing is then you have the books. If you want to read the books, you get the full, full story. So that's been really pleasurable, um, to read those books over the years and, and also see the show.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So one more thing I. want Well, we got talk.
1: St- Spider-Man to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Let's
0: too. let's talk about let's talk a little bit about Spider-Man: No Way Home without without any spoilers because I'm 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 gonna do a, a full-on episode on Spider-Man, uh, but I'll just say right off the bat, I think that that movie made me uh, retroactively appreciate everything that came before. Specifically the um Amazing Spider Man movies, which I just didn't care for. I, I still don't care for, but after watching that movie I can kind of appreciate, you know, those those uh, uh villains that they were able to bring in. Um it uh it made me feel like all right, great. It's it's not it wasn't a waste of time that I saw those movies. And um, I also think that it's, it's a very interesting feat of logistics. This, the entire movie, I, I was watching it, and I was going, how... I mean, I know you guys did Endgame, but this is, this is going back 20 years. I mean, you have Alfred Molina. You have, you have Willem Dafoe. How? How did these guys just say... Yeah, sure, I'll do it. And for it to not feel shoehorned, for it to feel part of the story, it was just incredible. So I really enjoyed it. I think, and I'm going to talk about more about this in, in, in the podcast, but going to the theater to watch this movie was a really great experience people were cheering and crying and it's the a whole gamut of emotions. I'm not saying this is the best film of the year. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to win all the Oscars. I just really enjoyed my time at the movies watching this movie. I think it's what cinema is about. It's, it's just going in there in that dark room and having this communal experience with other people. Um, I needed that. I needed that it's been it's been way too long since i've had that feeling um so yeah what about you i loved it and
1: uh can 100 percent agree with everything you said except i've never seen the amazing spider-man movies okay because i've just heard that they're 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 pretty crappy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but i get what you mean by that Mm -hmm. um just, just a fantastic cinematic experience, and like you said, to to go back and I saw those um Sam Raimi Spider Man films in the theater, all three of them. Right. Um, so to see Willem Dafoe and uh, Alfred Molina, etc., like, and and again, like you know, they had to have done um, de aging on. Oh, absolutely. I know they did it on Alfred Molina, but even but like what they're doing with Willem Dafoe is oh yeah, pretty much se- yeah. seamless. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like just but but as a cinema like I also saw it in a the theater and there were some great uh it wasn't a packed house but the moments that I'm sure you can imagine all got some pretty big big reactions mm-hmm. um there's something that goes through a window that gets caught that that's a great moment yeah. um and there's just lots of I mean it's just really really special I um I predicted something would happen in that movie actually I, I this I, can I tell you what I predicted?
0: Third ad, first act, second act. Where, where, where was it? No, no,
1: no. This is something I predicted. So I've stayed away from spoilers. Okay. But I had like a dream the night before I went to see it, or a dream, kind of like daydream, where I'm like, oh, this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna have the <laughs> speech mm-hmm. given by. <laughs> that was my like idea of like something that they would do. Uh, and I'm not going to say whether or not that happened, but I, I, that was a prediction I had. Um, but I, I just, uh, loved the film. Um, and like you said, it is, a, I, I don't need to worry about the, you know, does it win awards? But for me, like it's a nine out of 10 and I don't give it a 10 because I, I pretty much never give a 10 out of 10 for anything. Right. So it's like for a movie experience of like having a great time. Mm-hmm. It's as about as good as it gets. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, man. Um, I think we are in agreement for uh, <laughs> for Spider Man. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. All right. So, how about if we uh, if we dig into the Matrix Resurrection? All right. All right. So this movie was written by. Uh, Lana Wachowski, Wachowski, David Mitchell, and Alexander Herman. And it was directed by Lana Wachowski. And here is a brief synopsis from IMDb, which we're probably going to have to maybe explain a little bit more because I'm not feeling this one, but here we go. Mm -hmm. It says, Return to a world of two realities. One, everyday life. The other, what lies behind? To find out if his reality is a construct, to truly know himself, Mr. Anderson will have to choose to follow the White Rabbit once more. And that's it. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I wanna get into spoilers (laughs) as quickly as possible, but before we do that, what's your take Mm -hmm. on the movie? Well, if you recall, I
1: I did not go in having high expectations. Yep. Um. I'm not a I'm not a a fan of the prequel of the sequels. Yeah. Fan of the first film. First film, consider pretty much solid, impeccable, standalone film. Yep. So my feeling was like this can't, like, ruin the Matrix for me, mm-hmm. or more than it's already been ruined, yep. and I stand by that. My experience in this this is not like oh. Now I hate this series more or, 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 or I, I don't hate it but um it did some things that surprised me mm-hmm. and it uh
0: but ultimately
1: i i find it to be a disappointment
0: all right yeah i'm I'm right there with you um i there there were some interesting things um some interesting effects maybe. Um the new take of the relationship between the machines and the humans, that was that was interesting. Um Jessica Henwick was great and, and Yay Abdul Mateen II he was he was pretty good, solid. Um, and the first act. The, the way they introduced the world to us, I, I think was pretty solid. The things I wasn't so hot on was basically everything else I mean it, it's constantly <laughs> reminding us how awesome the previous movie was the first one that's such a dangerous thing to do right I know.
1: because if you're not as good as that,
0: then maybe don't have us thinking about that. I know I know and 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 it's it's not just once it's not just twice. it's just constantly oh. telling us, do you remember this awesome movie well, Look at it. Look at it again. Here we go. Here you go. You like this, right? Um, and I was, I it's just not just don't do that guys. Come on. Um, it's a, mm, it's not a very interesting retcon. Uh, resurrecting characters that were better off. Just, 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 just leave those characters. Just let them stay behind in the previous trilogy and let's move on with the rest. Uh, I don't know. In the end, I just felt that this movie was playing off of our nostalgia for the other movies rather than just focusing on telling a new story. Yeah, but if you lampshade it by talking about it being nostalgia, (laughs) does that
1: allow you to just be nostalgic? Yeah, I mean, they literally have that line in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they literally talk about Warner Brothers has. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Right.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, all the callbacks. Just... I, I would agree.
1: I don't. I don't think that that allows you to do it. Putting hanging a lantern on it does not.
0: No, 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 absolutely not. And and all these callbacks are just reinforcing how much better that first movie was. All right, so let's let's get into spoilers. And this, guys, will be your one and only spoiler. So from this moment on, I hope you have seen The Matrix Resurrections um, because we will be talking about a bunch of stuff that you probably don't want to hear about. All right, so here we go. Jerry, let's start with that first act, which I think was very interesting because as we spoke about last time, It was very meta it was right and it was way more meta than i
1: thought it was going to be
0: i know i know uh like you were saying before they were referencing warner brothers wanting to make a sequel and they would do it with or without them and Mm -hmm. and that was it was kind of funny because we in the know we know that that was actually was what was happening um, but for them to kind of actually say it out loud uh, was was very interesting. The way that they were doing that, um, the, the the fact that the the tr- the previous trilogy was actually a game that that Mr. Anderson created was also something very interesting. Um, and uh, he's he's doing this other thing called Binary, which is kind of a callback to the whole Neo Trinity thing. Um, and Morpheus is back as a program, which is another interesting take. And you have this other character called uh, Bug. Bugs or Bug? Bugs. And, yeah, Bugs. Like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Because she's the white rabbit. And, he, uh, But it also works as like a computer bug. You know? right. Uh, right. And I, I thought she was great. That That actress is great. I really, really like her. Unfortunately... And unfortunately, once we get into Act 2, everything just goes to the shitter. And... Oh, man. Dude. It's... It's it's everything I was hoping that this movie wasn't going to do. Um, starting with the fact that they just bring in Neo and Trinity for... What? For for nostalgia's right. sake because they can't make a new Matrix story without them? That's not true. We've seen stories without them and they work perfectly fine. This story about Neo, the One, and Trinity, it, it's over. It was done. They were, they're were they dead. They had their purpose in the story and it was done. I, I, if you're satisfied or not, whatever. But the story's done. And then to go into this movie hoping for new content, new material, new stories, to then just you're thrown into this whole thing again about Neo and Trinity and their love and sprinkle in a little bit of the Rise of Skywalker dyad thing. Uh Oh, dude, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then, and then, so okay, so so I say, all right, fine, maybe the story is not great, but maybe they have this new visual effect that it's going to just right. blow my mind. And no, it's just no. It, what they do, what the the new quote-unquote effect that they do, is like hitting pause. It's just pause, green screen and actors just walking around and the other one's just a which an effect that has been done way better in other movies like right. in in the X-Men uh, movies when when Quicksilver is running mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. here it just looks i I don't even know how to explain it because it looks like that effect but done without the meticulous uh uh attention to detail that that the X-Men movies did it <sighs> Anyway, I I totally agree.
1: Like, like, you know, in that first act, when it's leaning most heavily on the meta-ness of their brainstorming things, like what do people think of when they think of the Matrix? Yeah. Bullet time. We need to find our bullet time. So similarly, I'm thinking that's a setup for a payoff when shit gets real. Yeah. Of basically bullet time 2.0, like something that's, I I mean, look, I guess uh, this is a lot to ask of, of any filmmakers. But I honestly thought they might pull off a visual that was as groundbreaking in 1999 that bullet time was mm-hmm. in 2021. Yeah. And there is nothing visually like that in this yeah. film. There is nothing. It, at best, they repeat themselves, but they don't even do that that well. Um, there are way more impressive action and visual effects scenes in the two pre uh, sequels. Than anything yeah. in this, in my yes.
0: opinion. Yeah. Even the burly brawl, which we kind of oh. hacked to death when we talked about that movie. It's interesting
1: and fascinating. Yeah, it's you know, a very a interesting standpoint.
0: concept. The fact that right. the, the, the graphics weren't there at the time, that was completely detrimental to that scene. But as far as, right. as a concept and 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 that moment where, where Neo just... Um, uh, stands on the tube and he and he basically kick runs mm-hmm. around the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it looks like PS two graphics, but but right. the concept of of that choreography is great, and and that's the thing I think what was most missing about this movie, aside from the story, and they didn't have that uh, choreographer. Yeah, you know. yeah, I know. Jerry Ping right. was sorely missed in this movie. The very much. Let's story story aside, let's let's not even think about the story for now. Aside from the story, the Matrix was very interesting because it had that groundbreaking visual effect and the choreography of those fights yeah. were amazing.
1: Yes. The
0: editing of those fights, it was amazing. Why? Because we were able to see these people actually fight. We could see mm-hmm. from a bird's eye view. That these actors were actually hitting each other without having to cut every half a second to a different angle, and this is exactly what this movie does. It just it's cutting, 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 cutting back and forth, back. It's like guys, I just I just want to know where I am, geography. I want to know the geography of the space that I'm in, um, and then I wanna I wanna see my actors actually fight. Look, comparing the the uh, the bullet train scene. In this movie, to the bus scene in *Shang Chi*. Oh yeah, you
1: the, th- can't even compare that. The
0: difference is, because in that in that scene in *Shang Chi*, you can actually see these guys fighting, mm-hmm. and you go, mm-hmm. I don't know, like 30 seconds of them just hitting and punching and kicking and going on on top of the bus and, without cutting. Okay, in this right. movie, it's just it's constantly cutting, cutting back and forth, and then there's a moment where you say, okay, well, well. Who am I rooting for uh, who, who are they fighting um in, in that bullet train scene we see the, the the new swarm thing where where people just turn into zombies and start fighting them and you're going all right I, we had the the, the the agents before and now we have right. this and but it's it's not visually distinct from the characters that right. that, that we're following so we don't know who we're rooting for. Uh, I don't know. It was very, very, very disappointing in the whole choreography part of it. Um, very, very, very disappointing. You know, and I... Um,
1: as as someone who's going to be older and older as every year goes by, I can sometimes <laughs> worry about, like, you know, older filmmakers, like, losing their touch or something. You know, right. you think of Lucas making the prequels, you know, years after, or uh, Wachowski making this 20 years later. But... Thank God I can always look at George Miller and, and understand, like, oh, no, no, like, like what's better, really, an action film in the last 20 years? Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything better than Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. So it doesn't just have to be, it's not just about age, but I I think we might be seeing something similar with Lana that we saw with George in the prequels. Um, and, and, like, maybe just a, a certain fire gone, like a certain, like, I, like, like pushing the boundaries and really just wanting to and especially if there's if there's any truth i mean we know there's some truth of they were gonna make the matrix films with or without them right and then they have this kind of meta line in there so i mean if you're doing this and you're also not doing it with your sibling who you made all the other ones with Mm -hmm. maybe her heart wasn't entirely in it and and certainly wasn't in it enough to try to invent new visual language because i mean that can't be easy Mm-hmm. Um, but then the result is what we got, uh, some, some action scenes that, that are frankly is, as, as just completely like, that's the one thing that a, a matrix film has to hit, right? Like it can have some cheesy lines and some wooden performances sometimes, but it's got to have awesome fight scenes and awesome action sequences like yep. that, that more than anything. Yeah. This did not deliver that
0: yeah and it's unfortunate because it's it's just the the, the trifecta so you get you have a, a not so great story you mm-hmm. have not very interesting visual effects and terrible choreography and that's what the matrix is known for those three right, things right so i don't know okay so so let's let's put that aside let's focus now on the story um okay we, we uh, i think we understand uh, uh each other when we talk about the meta thing and and i think we enjoyed that right um i just don't understand why we're bringing neo and trinity back again um they 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 have this lame excuse to resurrect them and by the way guys who are listening to this podcast that's why this movie is called the Matrix Resurrection, because they actually resurrect Neo and Trinity. Which which to me, right, like when we're thinking before
1: like how are they gonna do this movie mm-hmm. when we saw these characters die? And when you even when you see the trailers, it doesn't give anything away. I'm like, are are they gonna reveal that like what we saw as the ending was like another layer of the matrix? Are they gonna show these as programs or something? Mm-hmm. That are that are t- like there's a lot of directions it could go, but no, it's a direct resurrections means they physically like meet, like regrew, and somehow and I'll put them back together because it shows them with their like corpses, uh-huh. and, like fixes their brains and brings them back to life.
0: And, and it was very expensive, as the analyst <sighs> says. Oh right, right. Um, because you know, machine worlds work on capitalism. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course they do. Um. All right, so they bring them back to life. We don't know how, but but they reconstruct because because not only do they have to um, reconstruct their minds, which I'm pretty sure it's stored somewhere in the matrix, right? Um, they have to actually rec- reconstruct the same bodies. So they have to right. they have to reconstruct Neo as he was and Trinity as she was. And, and and also put in their 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 entire minds back in there. It just it. Come on, guys.
1: And all of this because they help the Matrix run better when they're in it, but not aware. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's.
0: And that's the retcon Ugh. that I'm talking about. W- right. In no in no uh, uh. There's nowhere in the Matrix trilogy, where Trinity. Is completely essential for the matrix to work, and and they just they just come up with it. This this is why this is why, and it's not it's not a this is why and then you go back and watch the original trilogy and you right. say, you know what, yes, this completely makes now I feel like I understand this better. No, absolutely not. It's like all right, well, I guess sure. There's nothing that says no. Um but there's nothing that completely confirms what you're just saying. (sighs) Here's a question. Is this movie, I mean, how
1: much of this movie is a, is a, is a middle finger because the scene in the meta sequence early on Mm. when they are having the meeting and they're like, what do people think of when they think of the matrix bullet time, red and blue pills. I'm like, that's exactly how this movie was constructed though. Like a, (laughs) There's all of those things are like Trinity and Neo and sunglasses and leather and motorcycles and guns and slow motion shit flying apart when you're shooting up the room. Like all of those ingredients are in here. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, without any of the, also I was going to say without any of the heart, but without any of the sense of danger, pretty sure that no one dies in this movie, Mm -hmm. but they're being like swarmed. It just never felt like that sense of, uh, I don't know. It just didn't feel dangerous or or I mean even like their their new agent Smith never felt like agent Smith. Like I don't even know why that needed to be in the movie. Yeah. I, I actually thought the analyst character had more menace um uh, than the neo child version of agent Smith.
0: Let's let's talk a little, bit, a little bit about the analyst because this is he's basically replacing the architect, right? And he monologues as well basically explaining (laughs) explaining the ridiculousness of the entire resurrection thing and I'm thinking this is Barney Stinson in The Matrix explaining to me how they resurrected Neo and Trinity and I'm trying to take this seriously and I just can't because it's Neil Patrick Harris it's just I, I, I just I can't I think he was just poorly poorly cast um and even even towards the end when they when they kind of overpower him and they're kicking yeah. him and it, it's kind of played for laughs yeah but uh, it was just so weird so weird i just i didn't buy him as being part of this entire thing and looking back i think and I don't know if you feel this way, but I think the architect fit really well within the Matrix compared to this guy.
1: Well, I never watched How I Met Your Mother, so okay. I don't have that. And I also was not a big uh, Doogie Howser fan as a kid, even though it was around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, I, I, he was fine for me. Okay. Is he necessarily my favorite choice? I don't know, but I wasn't taken out. Um... But, well, you know, and I certainly liked him better as if he had, instead of being like essentially the architect, if he had just been a program that was there to keep Neo or, you know, as Tom Anderson and spinning his wheels, Mm -hmm. then that could work for me. Like he doesn't have to be the mastermind. He's just got a very specific role. Mm -hmm. Then that might have worked better for Neil Patrick Harris, but making him the actual big bad. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Did you see? the newest ghostbusters film.
0: No, no I didn't.
1: Okay, I didn't either and I have no desire to. But I have I've uh watched like the Red Letter Media like re- review of it okay. and some other things. Um and what they did in that film sounds like a lot of what happens in in this where it's like you take the iconography from the film that we know of. So in case of Ghostbusters it's the Ecto-1, it's the the ghost trap mm-hmm. and and the, and the outfits and you treat them with almost a holy reverence just just ah. mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing with neo and trinity in this film um and even some of the other i mean how many close-ups of red and blue pills did we get yeah. uh throughout this film so it's just this this treatment of like the iconography of the first especially the first film um with like reverence. It's like, stop. That, that's too self referential. Like give me
0: something new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what I and mean with, with this whole nostalgia trip that they're going in the entire movie, because it's fine with the meta thing in the beginning. And you see action figures from the movies and you see the Sentinels and you see a figurine of Trinity falling from the roof and going and shooting up. And that's all great. But then once, once they start looking for Neo and they find him and they enter this room where they are actually playing scenes from the first movie and then they constantly just flash back to scenes from the trilogy, it's like, guys, guys, I know, I know these movies were good, especially the first one was great. But this is a new movie. Let's focus on this new story. Give me something new because every time yes. you flash back to the Matrix One, you're just gonna make me want to stop this movie and then start that that Matrix One because it's way better. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't think, I, I, I don't even know what this movie was trying to say, it, because was it just them? Uh, sticking up the finger to Warner Brothers because at first it felt that way but then eh, the it, it, it just it it turns into a love story which is fine and and I'm okay with it being a love story but what what is it about what what is right. this movie trying to say that hasn't been that hasn't already been said in that original trilogy I don't know
1: right so if one of the big questions <clears throat> and and I never like got I for me the matrix films were never some kind of mind fuck about reality
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, like i didn't think that they were necessarily all that deep i thought it was cool and it was great window dressing to tell a story but it like didn't like inspire me to go read uh books about uh free will and and frankly i might have read some of that stuff in in philosophy classes anyway mm-hmm. but it is something I remember from the original films It's just bringing up the question of free will to some extent, you know, the, the chosen one and fate. So then you would, you would expect that this film is going to talk about free will and fate. And they do several times make this choice. It, uh, they say that the pills aren't really a choice. So I'm like, okay, are they going to say something different then? But by the end, I don't really know what they're saying. Are they saying like, love conquers all are they saying if you follow like i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know what neo and trinity escaping from the matrix says about free will at least the original movies had something to say like we have to escape you know we are going to be miserable if we're not free right human beings need to be free yeah this does not have such a a, a strong thesis statement
0: no i think i think the stakes in that original trilogy even 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 in those two lesser movies, the stakes were super high. We're talking about the last remnants of the human species, yeah, yeah, and this movie just felt too contained um and i and i and again i wanna i wanna go back to this whole neo and trinity thing because being tied to these to these two characters kind of bogs down the story if if we're done with those characters show me a world where what they did had an effect and if it's That's not working a great point and if it's not working what are the people who are still out doing about it and and how has this changed this this i i really really liked and i mentioned it before in the non-spoiler section how they Integrated the machines with the humans and how they're they have this relationship, which is which is a natural evolution of what happened. And that's great. That's the story moving forward. But that's as far as they get. That's it's
1: right. We get these like little glimpses, you know, the way that that programs can manifest in real life which was a cool idea. Again, visually not necessarily groundbreaking, but like you said, it's a natural evolution of the ideas from the original trilogy. This is where the story would be 6 years later. Cool. And the actual like Sentinel ask machines, but it's almost more like like trivia that the movie just tells us, "Oh, and mm-hmm. this is also happening." There's no like exploration of
0: that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And and, and But it, it
1: doesn't Oh, I, I got to say, I, I will say this for the writers. They, you know, obviously I think they focus most on the first Matrix, but I'll give them credit for throwing the Merovingian in the <laughs> freaking film. And and a few bugs. I mean, that oh was like, good for that. Good for that. That's your favorite character though, right? The Merovingian? I know, I know. I, I believe I said something uh, not so kind about him in the past, but yes. I mean it shows that at least they're trying to you know like they could have not included that character and there would not have been some fan outcry mm-hmm. but the fact that they included it they're like they're trying to do some kind of like you know in in the future version iteration of the matrix this character is stripped of his former power but is still operating on the sidelines i, I mean they didn't really in the end it was more of a cameo uh, but I, I feel like man, man if you haven't re- recently re-watched these movies or done podcasts about them are you gonna know who that weird bearded guy is
0: <laughs> who's gonna know i know i know um that's a de- kind of a deep cut it is it is a deep cut and and he he's there for for a good chunk of that fight scene and he, yeah. he, he even gets a moment where he says like five or six lines yeah with yeah. heavily accented French. Yeah. It's like wiping your ass with silk. Um, okay, all right. So if if this movie were to forget about Neo and Trinity and, and focus more on Bugs and these other characters, even Morpheus, I don't mind having Morpheus in this story. I think the fact that he's now a computer program Makes a lot of sense, um, and then having him as a guide—that that would be that would be that would have been awesome. Right, like
1: like at the beginning when they're literally in the opening scene from The Matrix.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That, like you said, that that can open up a lot of things. Like, oh, is this like a training module? Are they like running people through iterations of how to become the one? Mm-hmm. Is this something that every or is this you know how people learn about the past? But I, I totally agree, like, you know, we see in this film, they don't explicitly state it, but since it's six years into the future, Morpheus is just dead. He's died of old age yeah. or, or whatever. Um, fine. But it's much like with um, the Star Wars sequels, um, you know, other than maybe one or two characters here or there, they could have just told a story about Rey and those guys. It didn't mm-hmm. have to have everybody I, else I agree. back.
0: I, I completely But but
1: agree. you but but do them the service of, of saying like who the Skywalkers were and like what they did yeah. and and tell a new story. Um this made the same kind of mistake of like both in having new characters but not giving them that much to do and then having the the old characters but also not really having like what's an I don't know what their arc is other than I mean at one point I mean Neo's willing to just go back into the Matrix if that means that she doesn't
0: die. Yeah, exactly. Because they're, because they're this energy diet that if they touch each other, they would. Yeah. I got, I got, I got star Wars vibe too. um, these, this, this whole thing that, uh, together they are stronger than the rest of the machines. It's like Ray and Ben, you know, being the diet and the force. And it's, it's just, I was just not having that. It, Mm-mm. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Um, yeah, okay, all right. I, I want to talk a little bit about callbacks because we were we were just talking about a movie, uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home, that mm. does do a bunch of callbacks.
1: Oh, yeah, it has a 19-year-old callback. It got one of the biggest laughs in the room. I'm something
0: of a yeah. scientist myself. But, but here's, here's the thing about callbacks and 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 playing with quote unquote nostalgia if you integrate it into the story so that it feels organic and that it matters to what's going on in the story then it it works beautifully like it does in the the spider-man movie because totally agree it also helps that spider-man
1: spider-man's always been like a lighter character he's he's a teenager or a young adult and he always is quippy mm-hmm. like even if people complain that marvel has too many quippy characters like spider-man's the original like yeah. say snarky things right. character exactly so it's already lighter so you, but i 100 percent agree like if you can make it part of the story that works with matrix not only matrix is not a light quippy film ever
0: yeah yeah but, um, but, but here's the thing here's the thing in, yeah. in spider-man um, I remember watching Spider-Man 3 and saying, you can't have more than one villain in a movie because it's going to take the focus out of the story. You have to kind of wrap everything up. So let's just focus on one character because so, you had Venom and you had the Sandman and you had the, the, the new Green Goblin. And it was just too much. I, I, I thought having three villains was just too much. And then this movie comes around and it not only brings those three villains, it brings villains from the rest of the Spider-Man movie and it works. There was no moment where I said, "Uh, I don't feel satisfied with this or I don't feel satisfied with that because it is part of the construct of that particular movie. And it just, it makes sense.
1: Well, also what really helps is first off, you could either say, well, those other movies already did the hard work of introducing you to those characters, which is true, but but you know that a lot of people are going into this either having not seen those films in years or maybe never seeing them at all. Mm-hmm. But what's really cool is um, you take the lizard. Um, you don't need to know anything about that character. No, it's, absolutely it's a lizard
0: not. guy. Yeah.
1: Boom. Boom. Done. And they even have a line of like, he wanted to turn everyone into a lizard. Oh. That's you, it. You get it. And then uh, Sandman you don't need to know they don't mention like his like oh he says that he wants to see his daughter or whatever which is his like main motivation yeah. but we don't learn um that much he can turn into sand like that's all you need to know yeah. boom got
0: it he says oh, cool. so how do you get your powers oh I fell into a, a reactor or something like that. oh yeah you gotta, watch gotta be careful what you fall into yeah exactly <laughs> so very succinct makes sense I think you can watch that movie without having seen all the previous Spider-Man movie and it still will make sense. There are things that will probably go over your head, but that's fine because whatever goes over your head is for the fans and for people who have kept up. And that's it. But you still have these callbacks that even even for someone who's going there blank slate and they don't understand it it doesn't it doesn't um diminish what they're seeing. It doesn't, that person's not gonna go, well, now I don't understand the movie because they just threw in some callback to this other movie that I have never seen and I don't understand. No, because the script is so tight that it just makes Mm -hmm. sense. Everything that's happening happens for a reason in this story. And then, so so The Matrix tries to do stuff like that and it just, it fails so, uh, I was so sad every time they made a callback and I go, all right, okay, but what does that have to do with what's going on right now? Nothing, absolutely nothing. So in
1: a, early on, some of the callbacks, again, they were they were lampshading them like, hey, I'm making a callback right now, like literally saying those words, mm-hmm. which again, does not erase the sin by pointing it out. But it was part of the meta thing they were doing at the beginning. So I, I'll give that a little, little bit of a break. But- After the scene, you know, Neo has the scene with New Morpheus in the dojo. Yeah, where they do end up fighting, and then a little bit later, they're in that scene with the Merovingian and the other people, and they're they're fighting. And then Keanu Reeves says, "I still know kung fu," and I just I wanted to. (laughs) I mean, because we've already seen that he already knew kung fu, yeah. So like, it doesn't even make sense in that moment. It would actually have made more sense in the scene with him in the dojo when he starts blocking things, mm-hmm. but he's all, why would he say it there other than, well, we want to, I mean, it's really kind of embarrassingly bad yeah. writing and yeah. a bad callback. I still know Kung Fu. Come on.
0: I think, I think my favorite callback that kind of, it, it totally made sense um, and it was it was also very meta because Keanu Reeves is not the young guy that he was when he was doing the Matrix is when when they say you you can fly. Right. And he tries to do that thing and yes. it kind of warps the floor. But he, then he says, that's nah, it's not happening. That, that's funny. And it kind of works in that moment. Right. Um,
1: it does. It, it also made me. I thought then I knew what the ending was. The ending is him getting his mojo back and then they're going to fly. So I was surprised that it's Trinity that flies, but I'm also not sure what it means then. She's because part of the diet for me,
0: dude. She's part of the same thing, man, because they're one You get it. They're one. Like why couldn't, why
1: can't Neo fly anymore? I
0: don't know. It's maybe, it's maybe some commentary on erectile dysfunction. I don't know. Uh, is that, <laughs> I mean, it kind of was played that way. Uh, <laughs> like a, wah, wah, wah. I mean uh. yeah well I'll tell you what I'm really glad that I watched this on HBO
1: <laughs> Me too I mean <laughs> I read someone comment on uh on Reddit they're like can you imagine if you caught covid for this fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> I mean for Spider-Man that that might be okay but <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I was
1: actually, I was going to go to the theater. I, I really was. And mm-hmm. at the last minute, especially because I was having my own booster woes, I'm like, I can't get out. Yeah. But you're right. I, I, well, what's what's the thing that I thought was really going to be the worst part of it was, I'm going to watch this on my laptop, and I'm going to watch these amazing special effects scene on a small smaller screen. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even the case. Yep. Yep. I was really surprised by that, Rich. That was the one thing that I thought this movie would still deliver.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
1: Instead he does the force shield like 50 times and he <laughs> spams the
0: sport. Well, that's all he can do. He's he's all messed up doing all these John Wick movies. He can't really move anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. Do you like those movies? I do. I really enjoy those movies. Cuz he's just I haven't seen them. He, he well, by the third movie, he's just He's like, uh, d- did you ever see Twenty Four? A-, a little bit here and there. All right, so yeah. by by the end, by by by, I would say by season seven, Jack Bauer was just he was a superhero. He was just right a superhero, plain and simple. And that's John Wick. Nothing it, would kill him. Yeah, I mean he, he gets John he Wick. gets his ass beat. Uh, a bunch of stuff happens to him, and and you see it. He's he's uh, he's tired, and he can't he can barely walk. But you know, he's he's John Wick. He's it's he's he's the superhero. Um, yeah, and and then t- by 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 movie three, it's it's like a, it's like a cartoon. It's yeah, you know, it's like Bugs Bunny. But it's so wow. fun. It's so 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 fun. The choreography in those movies is amazing. Um, and I don't want to, you know, digress, but, um, I'm really looking forward to John wick four. The
1: fourth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. John Wick three has an amazing motorcycle sequence that I, I kind of looked into how they made it. But when I was, when I, when I was in the theater watching it, I was going, how in the hell did they pull this off? Because it's one of those scenes where they don't cut. It's it's a lot of long oh, shots. Wow. It's a lot of long shots and him fighting on the motorcycle, and you have ninjas behind him, and it's just it's great. It's a great sequence, uh, and the best knife scene I've ever seen in a movie is in *John Wick* three. Wow. So why do you
1: think? What's your opinion? Why we didn't get those kind of treats in a new *Matrix*
0: movie? I, I, well, okay. So it could be it could be several factors. One is uh they were rushed they were rushed they needed to They they, warners wanted a new movie and they said okay lana you either do it within this time frame or we're just going to go ahead and do our own thing that's that that could be one part of it um and then the other thing is what you said maybe her heart just wasn't in it plain and simple
1: well, they they had always said that they didn't want to do another Matrix. I know, I know,
0: I know, I know. And it's not like they can't put out good stories because we had the Animatrix. The, the the those first two episodes um, are fantastic, and that's them. They wrote that. They didn't direct it, but they wrote it. Um, so they have stories within this world that have nothing to do with Neo or Trinity or Morpheus. So anyway. Um yeah th- those those could be uh, factors. Um and then I don't know I don't know about those t- two other writers. I've I've never heard of them. Um so uh, I don't know if they came in to make maybe polish the script or No,
1: they've worked I read about it.
0: Yeah, they okay. worked with uh them
1: on Sense8. One of them is the writer of Jupiter Ascending, I think.
0: Oh, that makes sense. That makes a um, lot of. Have you seen that movie? I know. I heard okay. it's really bad. All right. Yeah, yeah. Is it bad? Because mm. I like that. You have, have, uh, have, have Channing Tatum, who's a werewolf, and oh. he has flying roller skates. Yeah. Well, I
1: liked Cloud Atlas. I thought Cloud Atlas was interesting. Not a perfect movie, but I thought it was
0: actually compelling. Well, visually, that movie is amazing. I mean, granted, the, 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 the makeup is, meh. But, well, but even
1: some of the story elements, because it's, you know, multiple stories. Um, yeah. But again, but, that's yeah.
0: based on a, on a, on a book. Oh, true, okay. True, true. This is a book that they're adapting and those, those themes are there. Um, But something wholly out of them, like the matrix, right. um, it, it's, it's very unfortunate. Well, they that... told the story that they wanted to I, tell. I know, so it's I, know, like... I know, I know, I know, I know. So, so that could be it. It could be just I. I'm done. I'm I'm gonna be here because m- maybe I feel like an obligation to, to continue what what I started. Um. I I just hope that it's not that she's just lost her touch. Um, right. And and hopefully, uh, she'll be back doing something else that has nothing to do with the Matrix. Uh. Even even since eight, that I wasn't really a big fan of it. I think it was very interesting concept uh so yeah just give me more original content and let's just leave the matrix let's just let it <laughs> die a quiet death or just give me new content plain and simple get other people they in there. didn't
1: even do they didn't even do a um a hard setup of another sequel at the no. end of this which is kind of surprising no. it doesn't end in a way that's super definitive. But it also doesn't end in a way. Dude, it ends like
0: the first movie. Didn't it feel like the first movie ending? It's like Neo tells yeah. the the machines, uh, "I'm just I'm super powerful now, and you're gonna do what I say." And this is that's the same way this movie ends.
1: It's exactly the same. We, we can kick stuff.
0: your mouth, uh, 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 break in your jaw, and then snap it back, back, back into place. So we can do whatever we want, and we're super powered, and we can fly screw you and we fly off into the into the sky and then when we come in we to cut the to the same song cut to credits yes yeah it, uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's another well, thing I would've the, been me- pretty, uh, the,
1: pretty 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 yeah, shocked if we if I came into this conversation with you today and you were just talking about how much you loved it, <laughs>
0: that was going to be
1: really weird for well, me
0: <laughs> well yeah and I think I think I was I was the most enthusiastic of, of the two of us when we, when we recorded the, uh, the teaser thing, Be- I was really hopeful that, that this movie would, would give us something, um, something more from the story, not just rehashing the same old thing. Um, so saying that I was sorely disappointed is an understatement. Yeah. Mm. When, I, when I was done watching yeah. the movie, which I saw the, the day that it came out, late at night... I was saying, man, I'm really glad I didn't go to the theater because like you, I was planning on going to the theater to watch the movie. But then I said, I'm really glad that I didn't didn't see it in a theater, but I'm also so tired. It's so late that I can't believe I watched this entire movie. I could have I could have broken it up into chunks and watched it, I don't know, every other day until we started recording this. <laughs> it was that inconsequential to me, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, and, and that's something I'd say
1: about the the second and third film. While you've heard me at length talk about how I, I don't love what they do in retconning some aspects of the first film, they are progressing the story. Yeah. like they are because the first one, you know, he's super powered, but it, the Matrix the Matrix isn't uh, gone yet. Right. Like, people aren't freed yet. So there was more story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second and third movie, they, they tell a, a full arc. They end it. So, yeah, when you talk about something being consequential like this, I, I guess, like you, I did not expect this. I thought that this was going to be, like, maybe recontextualizing it in a really interesting way mm-hmm. and, and telling a new story, but with the same visually i don't know it it just ends up being pretty forgettable
0: oh man all right jerry do you have anything else to add to this discussion before we log off
1: well i will say it's it's interesting that we we talked about spider-man and we talked about matrix uh the very first spider-man movie i think it's 2002 Mm -hmm. matrix is 99 so -hmm. they're only three years apart yep but man, if you want to talk about nostalgia done right, you know, callbacks done right, as you were saying, you, you're hard pressed to see a night and day example of these two yeah. films. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's end this. Jerry, where can people find you on social media? Uh,
1: you know, I'm kind of off social media now. Okay. Just Google Jerry White Jr.
0: Okay. You if, have a web page.
1: You'll find my website. Yeah, okay. my website, JerryWhiteJR.com. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. That's where I'm at mostly. All right. Good talking with you, man.
0: Yeah. You too. And you can find us on Twitter at MediaReviewPod. That's Media R E V U E Pod. And you can send us emails with questions, comments, and suggestions to MediaReviewPod at gmail.com, or you can leave a voicemail by calling 407-603-5847. Guys, please be on the lookout for our Lord of the Rings 20th anniversary. Series of episodes that are coming out in the next couple of weeks Um, Hopefully have those up Before the end of the year, maybe, but don't worry about it. They're coming out. All right Please don't forget to subscribe to our feed and rate and review the pod with five beautiful stars and Being plugged back into the matrix can make you forget your real life the person you most love in the world and How to fight kung-fu, but (laughs) Even if you're hatched by the machines or resurrected by the analyst, you can never forget to breathe. Till next time. See you later. Bye-bye.